This is CB Drogi. Before we get to this week's story, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that the podcast is supported by volunteer subscribers on Patreon. A dollar a month is all it takes to help me produce this podcast and everything else that Manowaker does. You would also get access to special features like early access to the podcast and updates about unreleased projects. But the real reason to do it is to help me create these works of literary art which otherwise would have no access to funding because Manowaker does not seek grants or use advertising in any of its projects. To find out more, visit patreon.com slash Manowaker. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash m-a-n-a-w-a-k-e-r. If helping financially is not right for you, that's okay. That's why subscription is voluntary. And there are other ways you can help. Recommend the podcast to others. Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast is available on any non-exclusive podcast service, including iTunes and Spotify. Share the episodes you like on social media. Or leave a review for the podcast in whatever service you use. These things are free, and every review and referral really does help. Thanks for listening, and for your support of Manowaker Studio. Now, on with this week's show. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Do the Damned Dream of Paradise Lost? by Christina Grant. There was nothing, we were told, that could be done about the comet. Wide eyed scientists gave solemn testimonial, confirmed the event would occur in two years on November 3rd. Such a nothing day one that would herald the apocalypse. People panicked. Mass suicides were common, not just with cults. Most went about their lives because what else could we do but continue living in denial? I'd just finished another shift of unsuccessfully talking the hopeless down from rooftops, removing neuroenhancers from stinking junkies, and ingesting seized contraband to find a moment of oblivion to forget the inevitable. Gran and I were sitting together, plugged in, when the infomercial interrupted Coronation Street. Fretting over how to spend the final days? Welcome to Paradise. Live the last of your dreams surrounded by loved ones in your paradise of choice. Enjoy immersive environment technology formerly inaccessible to all but the elite. Space is limited. Register now. Paid for by the Silverberg Society. Palsied fingers tapped my shoulder. I flipped my visor. Sounds too good to be true. Gran's face was bathed in the blue glow of the all-night takeout across from our apartment. Outside, the streets above and below hummed with electromagnetic traffic, reminding me of a crowded fish tank. I shrugged. I guess the rich have nothing else to do with their dough now the world's ending. Couldn't they put their money to better use? Like stopping the comet? Gran, I'm a cop, not a scientist. I stood pulling the orange-knit shawl over her shoulders. Thank God your parents didn't live long enough to see this. My jaw clenched. I walked to the kitchen. Gran called out, Evie, put on a sweater before you catch your death, your skin and bones. Next morning, 
I entered the precinct and activated the comvid at my desk. For black and white matters, I consulted the usual work channels. Concerning areas in between, I relied on someone else. Raphael's face appeared, reflected by the multiple screens surrounding him. How's my favorite gray hacker nephew? My standard greeting. What's up, Ani? He twirled a licorice whip. More conspiracies about the government coding mind control into grand soaps? Heard of Paradays? The Silverberg Society's new IE charity. Raphael frowned. Seems legit. They've set up clinics worldwide. Entire communities are plugging in and tuning out. The ridiculously rich spending their last dollars on improving the world's end for the pitifully poor? Strange time to switch goals from capitalism to humanitarianism, I said, flipping my ID badge. These are strange days. Last night I hacked a city cam and watched a guy skip barefoot down the middle of 6th, reciting a scanner darkly for an hour. What's stranger is that you watched for an entire hour. Raphael grinned. I'll help you look into Paradays. Meet me at my place in 15. After outlining plans at Raphael's, I headed to a Silverberg clinic blocks from the station. People with appointments skipped the line of homeless, walked up the steps of the dingy building, and disappeared inside. I pulled out the atomizer from Raphael and squirted it into the air three times as instructed to release the nanodrone. I ducked into an alley to await further instructions. My earcom pinged and I spoke. Anything yet? Drone cams activated. I see a receptionist doing intakes. Back rooms have IE chairs and dozens of clients already plugged in. Working on finding a way around the firewall. I picked up a brochure off the ground and flipped the pages. While experiencing our patented IE technology for mere hours, you'll enjoy two luxurious weeks in one of seven paradises of your choosing. At the end of your holiday, our doctors will administer a drug to help you slip painlessly into death. No more horrifying cataclysm, thanks to the generosity of the Silverberg Society. Something didn't smell right, and it wasn't the Thai-Irish fusion restaurant next door. Raphael pinged again. A hacked advisor. Seems legit. Tropical paradise, the works. There's something we're missing, though. Give me a moment to find a back door and crack their members-only chat room. I peered around the corner. Raphael's voice blasted in my ear. Found something. What? Another incoming text. I ignored it. It's a planned culling of humanity. What are you talking about? I said, distracted by an orange shawl standing out brightly against drab stone walls. Scientists are lying to save their own asses. Silverberg thinks there are too many of us sharing the same planet. They want it for themselves. Another text buzzed. I checked my wrist screen. From Gran, made up my mind, registered for paradays, love you, hate goodbyes. The comet? I panicked. There is no comet. They'll announce a near miss with no one the wiser. I looked up just as the shawl disappeared through the entrance. Shit. I bounded up the steps and entered the waiting room. The receptionist smiled widely. Welcome to paradays. Do you have a group or individual appointment? I ignored her and scanned the room. Raphael continued, blathering in my ear. We're just dumb animals voluntarily entering the slaughterhouse. Way less messy than outright violence. What do we do? I said, pushing through another door marked Paraday's guests only. We can't go public. They'll have us executed. They've more power than you can imagine. I burst in the room just as a white coat was plugging Gran into a chair. You can't be in here, 
another attendant said, grabbing my arm. I flashed my badge, then slammed the metal into his shoulder. He hollered, falling to his knees. Gran smiled up at me, face youthfully transformed by hope. Gran! Everything I wanted to say was in that name. Honey, I'm sorry. I didn't want you to try to talk me out of it. Come it or not, I'm old. I don't have much life left to live. Through my tears, her face blurred. Her features softened. She closed her eyes. I leaned in to kiss her papery cheek. Have a nice trip. This has been Do the Damned Dream of Paradise Lost Written by Christina Grant Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Flash Fiction Podcast, Paint me, I'd asked him once. He made a hasty sign of the cross. He'd never really believed, but old habits die hard.